Well, good morning to each of you, and I am thankful that we are continuing to ask the, the deep question, uh, will you respond to God's call? We are uh, hearing from uh, varied personalities or about varied personalities in the uh, Old and New Testament about uh, them hearing God's call, them hearing and responding to God's call, and in that we find ourselves um, encouraged. We're also hearing from others who have been responding to God's call, persons um, in this congregation and others uh, even beyond. And in that, uh, we gain a sense of where we fit in that mix, hearing God's call and responding to God's call. You know the, the song, uh, you may have sung it in Sunday school years and years ago, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up at, in, at that tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your home today. And that is exactly what took place. Jesus and Zacchaeus communed together, and Zacchaeus' life was never the same again. Clement of Alexandria wrote centuries ago that Zacchaeus left being a tax collector and later became the, the bishop of Caesarea. While we don't know all of that for sure, we do know that Zacchaeus' life was changed. We know that something dramatic happened in, in his life. Upon meeting Jesus, his life was forever transformed. And so we hear about that today as we study Luke uh, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Let, let's hear this reading about uh, Christ's encounter with Zacchaeus. Again, we read from Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. Let's hear this from God's Word. Jesus entered Jer Jericho and was passing through. A man there by the name of Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to, to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and, and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to, to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is God's Word. And may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us as we hear this word read, 
And as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to this very word, may God bless us all. Well, being short has its challenges. Being a little on the short side myself, I know of those challenges firsthand. It sometimes uh, makes it tough changing light bulbs. Sometimes being short uh, makes it tough reaching things on the top shelf. It's sometimes hard to watch a parade when everybody's in front of you and the parade is passing by. And certainly being short is a disadvantage in, in basketball. As our grandchildren grow, I have noticed how interested they are in their height and, and how they're growing. This is a, a photo of the door to our pantry where every three months or so we will measure the kids' height and, and mark it with a date. They are taken with their growth and are proud of their progress. One day that growth is going to slow up. I have a feeling that a couple of them are going to be on the tall side and others more my height, a, a bit on the shorter side. Those who are shorter really do have to adjust. Just one of the things that, that comes along with it, they have to adapt to their circumstance. That was clearly the case for, uh, for Zacchaeus, the wee little man as he is often called. The Scripture tells us that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus as, he, as Jesus made his way through Jericho. The Scripture tells us that Jesus was making his way through Jericho, but Jesus was always open to taking the opportunity to, uh, to, to point out that, that one individual that, with whom he needed to get together. Uh, he um, was going to pass through, but he was more than willing to stop if, if necessary. Well, because Zacchaeus was short, he could not see over the crowd. Not to be denied, Zacchaeus ran ahead, and he climbed a, a sycamore fig tree. I, I remember seeing that tree, or one just like it, when, when Cheryl and I visited Jericho during our Holy Land trip. You, you, you see that tree right there. Now, now, whether that was the tree that Zacchaeus climbed is, is immaterial. The fact that he climbed a tree just like the one on the screen, demonstrates Zacchaeus's deep desire to see Jesus Christ. Maybe Zacchaeus climbed that tree out of a, out of a, a deep curiosity. M maybe his reason for climbing was much deeper than just curiosity. There very well may have been that, that deep spiritual longing that only Jesus could fill. It could be that you're feeling that sort of longing right now, a sort of void that longs to be filled, and you gain a sense even as you, you, you worship today that Jesus is the very one who can fill, fill that void. Interestingly, uh, Jesus knew where Zacchaeus was. And I'm not just talking about the, the fig tree. But, but talking about where he, he was in the, 
in his deep longing, a void that needed to be filled. Jesus knew that, that Zacchaeus was ripe for the harvest. Jesus knew that, that, that Zacchaeus was not just primed to hear a, a call from, from Christ, but, but, but to respond to that very call. And as we know from Scripture, Jesus looked up into that tree and called Zacchaeus by name. Jesus is calling you by name as well. And as we have already mentioned in this series on storylines of, of hearing of, of those who have been called and those who have responded, uh, we know that we need to not just hear, but really listen for Christ calling us by name. Let's pause to consider a little background here. Zacchaeus was a, a tax collector. That made him one of the most despised men in town. Zacchaeus would have been seen as a traitor, one who had sold out to the, to the Romans. Zacchaeus collected taxes, not only for Rome, but in collecting those taxes, he, he benefited himself. And we hear a lot about taxes these days. We're, we're, we're hearing that the taxes may very well raise. And in, in Zacchaeus' day, taxes were always going up. And there was specific reason for that. You see, back in, in those days, a tax collector was required by Rome to collect a certain amount. But after that was collected, that tax collector was given license to collect even more. It was a system that, that at its root, uh, left a, a, a lot of room for corruption. Undoubtedly, Zacchaeus, just like other tax collectors, had, had profited from the way things were set up. And in the mix, Zacchaeus had become quite wealthy. It could be that all of that began to wear heavily on Zacchaeus. He may have very well felt guilty about the riches that he had accumulated at the expense of other people. It may have been that, that even though he was wealthy and had all that, uh, that, that money could buy, he still felt very much empty on the inside. Again, that, that sort of void that longs to be filled. Jesus knew all about that. He, uh, he asks in Mark uh, chapter 6, verse 36, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Riches or seeking after um, Christ to where he is able to, to fill the void that, that resides in, in each of our hearts. As we said ju just a second ago, Jesus called Zacchaeus by name. It's quite something that, that Jesus called Zacchaeus by name. It, it brings to, to mind and heart for each of us that, that Jesus knows us through and through, even better than we know ourselves. Jesus has this innate ability to, to seek us out that has everything to do with the, the grace that he extends our way. 
We call it uh, prevenient grace. God seeking us. God constantly wooing us until that time that we finally accept. In Zacchaeus's case, Jesus was willing to, to shake the trees, if you will, to, to get Zacchaeus to budge. Zacchaeus said, Jesus, come down immediately. I'm going to stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, and, and, and he welcomed Jesus. Now, Jesus didn't give Zacchaeus uh, uh, very much time to think about it. He said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. There's no time, no time like the present when it comes to heeding Christ's call upon our lives. Zacchaeus' response is quite telling. He recognized Jesus for who he was. He, he called Jesus Lord. Instantly recognized who, who Jesus was. That's a, the same response that, that Saul, making his way along the Damascus Road, uh, uh, had when, when he encountered Jesus. He, he called out, Lord, Lord. Uh, he, he recognized Jesus for, for who he was. You see, Zacchaeus was ready to respond. He was ready to make things right. Zacchaeus was, was ready to give away half his riches to the poor. And if that wasn't enough, if he had defrauded anybody, he would repay fourfold to that very person. Now, if you do the math on that, you, you figure that at the end of the day, Zacchaeus would have been left with precious little. Hear this. Zacchaeus' encounter with Jesus, gave this small man a big heart. That's true for all who give their lives to Jesus. We, we may start out small, if you will, but yet our hearts begin to grow in the, the greatness and wonder and beauty of God's grace making its way into our lives. You're probably aware that there are a lot of people around here with big hearts. They're ready to give and, and give again. And that's expressed in, in, in so many ways as we uh, seek to live out our life as a congregation, missionally, seeking to reach out to those who are beyond us. That's particularly true, this big-heartedness for those who uh, volunteer to help with kids' closet. They have a passion to raise as much as they can for, for those who are in need. That, that passion, their passion, is, is born out of their response to God's call upon their lives. Very well-focused, God calling them them responding, and in that uh, great things take place for God's kingdom. So representing that work, Kids Closet, which has been an important uh, ministry here at St. John for, for many years, representing those uh, people today are, is uh, Kelly Harrison. So let's invite uh, Kelly to come and to share from her heart 
about uh, the great ministry of Kids Closet and the passion for ministry that surrounds uh, that great work. Kelly, you come, please. Hey, good morning. As Tom said, I'm Kelly Harrison, and I'm the co-chair of the Kids Closet Committee. Um, he has asked me to speak a little bit about Kids Closet and what calls us all to come and, and um, work so hard at this sale twice a year. I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's a semi-annual sale. We hold it um, both spring and fall for children's consignment. Uh, and we've hosted it here at St. John's since 2003. Uh, that's a lot of sales. It's a lot of hours on our feet. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of fun. I joined Kids Closet because Lynn Bartelt um, caught me after Sunday school one day and said, you know, I need some help. She was our founding chairperson and she served for many, many years at Kids Closet. She asked me to assist with the advertising of the event and because I was in sales, that, that worked out very well for me. I was able to do that. And I held that position for many years on the committee and we've grown from you know, handing out flyers to now we're online with Facebook and all the Instagram even this year. And we are, um, we are working our magic to try to get people to come and know about our sale that way. Um, other things I've done uh, through Kids Closet has to serve on the finance committee. And then now I'm managing the donations after the sale. And all of those things um, have given me a broader view of of not only our sale, but what our community needs. Um, after Lynn departed Ken's Closet, Jim, Jenny Walls and I became the co-chairs. And I wanted to just sort of give you a feel for today of what Kids Closet um, is like, and one of the reasons why many of us have been on the committee since the beginning, and kind of why we stay here, and the effects that it has on everyone. The mission of Kids Closet is to dedicate the profits to furthering the welfare and education of God's children in this community and beyond by whatever means necessary to bring glory to and honor to and to build the kingdom for our Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture verse that we follow is Matthew 19:14. Let the children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Kids Closet is a blessing to our church and our community in many ways. And I have just a few examples here that I want to share with you. Um, we provide a bit of cash for families who earn proceeds from selling their toys and clothing with the added benefit of being able to clean out their closets. The reuse of gently used clothing, toys, and furniture is good for our environment and it reduces clutter in our homes. The shoppers that come find clothing and books and toys at reasonable prices for their families. Many of the shoppers that come are on fixed incomes and can find quality items for a price that they can afford. The volunteers enjoy finding bargains and the thrill of getting to shop early and see all of the good stuff that's been brought to Kids Closet. Many of them join us year after year to assist, and they have great fun as we serve our community. The Kids Closet Committee works to, together to bring these sales to life. We're dedicated to making each one of them successful and fun. Each sale we plan diligently, 
We work hard for four days. We walk long miles. We eat very good food provided by our volunteers. And we just enjoy being together to serve. We are always in awe of the ways that God works throughout the sale. The recipients of the donated merchandise uh, and the funding that we're able to provide and the assistance to children in their programs is one of the reasons that we all work very hard here. We know these recipients need items, they need funding, and that's one of the reasons that we spend our time um, working through this sale. Each sale we earn thousands of dollars and we make large merchandise donations which benefits many programs. Here are just a few of those examples. At St. John, we support the children's ministries here, the preschool and after-school programs. We provide camp scholarships and Awana program uh, funding and some funding for the Angel Tree as well. Locally, we support the Oldham County Schools with clothing for their clothes closets and for children in need. Uh, we support the after-school programming throughout organizations in Louisville, such as the Lighthouse in the Newburgh area. Uh, internationally, we support two children through Compassion International. And the merchandise that we collect uh, and are, is donated by our sellers goes to organizations that assist families in need, such as High Point, Bread of Life Food Pantry, and the Methodist Missions. I wanted to share a couple of ways that we've seen God work during past sales. It's always fun to see these God moments. Um, this year, a shopper was making lots of purchases. She had a whole cart full of things. And she was trying to decide, does she have enough cash? She got her cash out, or was she going to have to use a credit card? And so um, she ended up having to have more items than she had cash. So she made her payment, and she was talking with our cashier. And because she had enjoyed our sale and was looking for a way to serve, she donated the $85 that she was going to pay in cash with to our sale after she'd made her credit card payment. So it's moments like that that, um, that make us see that, that the work we do is affecting others. And uh, I just I thought that was a very good uh, story to, to talk about when, when people see uh, that come here to shop can see the benefits that we make. I think that's just fantastic. Some, some of the other stories that we have are just fun and, and we know God has a hand in things. During one of the sales, uh, someone came looking for a gift for her children and she found an Xbox that they had desperately wanted but she couldn't afford at the retail prices. And it just seemed like a miracle that she found it here at our sale. It was the exact thing that they wanted and what was so strange about it was that none of us on the committee ever remembered seeing the thing here before she came and found it. So it was like it was just made for her. And those things, um, those things happen at every sale. It's just a blessing to work and see those, um, those circumstances that people are in be helped by what we do here at Kids Closet. Tom is speaking today about Zacchaeus, a man whose life is forever changed by meeting Jesus. And the committee, as we work during the sale and interact with each other and our consigners, the volunteers and the shoppers, we are also changed every sale. We see the joy on children's faces as they look at all the toys and the games when they come in that gym and they see all those things. They light up when they see all the stuffed animals and the bikes and more. We hear the relief in mother's voices as they're able to find just the right item of clothing 
or a toy that they know they couldn't have afforded otherwise, and if it fits in their budget, that we just see that joy. We feel the delight with the grandmothers that are shopping to buy clothes for their children and ship them off. Um, as a committee, we soak in God's love. As we serve our community, we offer encouragement to each other, and we work side by side. Our goal is to provide grace and kindness to all that we come in contact with during the sale. And I just wanted to share those moments with you today. I wanted to tell you that when you see us in these green shirts, we need volunteers and we need help. And the way that this committee and this sale has been able to serve our community is something that um, does let us be missionaries. And I hope that you will join us sometime for our next sale in March. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly, and thanks to every one of you uh, who uh, help make uh, Kids Closet the effective ministry it is, that it is. You know, it's interesting that when a response to call uh, takes place, there's a great passion around <clears throat> ministry, around reaching out, seeing to the needs of others, and that sort of uh, passion uh, is, is certainly evident. Uh, in and around Kids Closet. If you were around things last weekend, uh, you saw that sort of passion and that sort of heart and certainly the sort of response to God's call upon those who, uh, who make uh, Kids Closet possible. So not to be lost <coughs> in the story of Zacchaeus is the reaction of those who... Um, who witnessed what Jesus said. Yeah, there were some that were swirling around sort of on the periphery, if you will, who began to murmur among themselves about how unbecoming it was for Jesus to be the guest of a sinner. Lost in their own self-righteousness, they couldn't understand why Jesus would do such a thing. But it was Jesus who would not be deterred. His every desire always is to seek and save the lost. That's just what grace does. Grace seeks out those who need it the most and works to convict those who think they need it the least. I like this from author and preacher King Duncan. He, he writes graces always controversial when it's lived out. Grace has a way of unsettling the comfortable and confronting the self-righteous. Yet grace is able to transform, to transform those who are unacceptable, to love those who are unlovable, and to forgive those who are unforgivable. That was the case for Zacchaeus and it is certainly the case for you and me. If God's grace through Jesus Christ could transform a guy like Zacchaeus as sleazy as he was, he can certainly transform people like you and me, as sleazy as we can be every now and then. The message is this. God's love is for all people. It doesn't matter how tall or how short 
you may be. Let's pray together. God, we do thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for the ways that you seek us out and that you call us. And in calling us, so desire for us to respond. So, Lord, today we, um, we, we seek after you. We even climb that tree in order to get a, a better, better view. And in that, may we uh, hear and in hearing, may we listen and in listening, may we respond. Our hearts are open. And we seek to be filled to the overflowing. We do thank you for the great gift that is Christ and the wonderful, amazing grace that is ours in him. Thank you, Lord, for, uh, for seeking us out, and for calling us by name, and for desiring nothing less than a response. This prayer we make in the name of Christ. Amen.